ladies. Thanks for listening to the Her Podcast. My name is Holly Wright. Happy Monday. I get so excited on Mondays because we launch brand new podcasts all week, and it's just a good way to start your week off, whether you're driving in the car, just need some encouragement. So thank you for listening and taking the time um, just to tune into our podcast. Uh, This topic for this month is called I Need Closure. So the past couple of weeks, we've been chatting about the healthy way to get closure. Maybe that comes from friendships or past relationships. I feel like all of us girls go through this. Um, whether you're in high school, college, or just a mom. Um, We all need closure in the right way and the healthy way to do it. So I'm excited. Thanks for tuning in. Happy Monday. Again, my name is Holly Wright, and I'm the founder and CEO of this HER. So I'm excited to introduce you to today's guest speaker. She is from Oceanside, California, so she is nearby me. Um, A beautiful young girl who has the best heart. Her name is Lauren Muche. So welcome to the podcast today, Lauren. Hi, thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited. I'm excited to have you on just because I've had you planned and booked for a couple weeks now. And I'm so eager just to know a little bit more about you and your heart and when it comes to this topic. Um, But why don't you tell the ladies who are listening just a little bit about you and then we'll jump in. Yeah, totally. Um, so like you said, my name is Lauren Miche. I live in Oceanside. I actually come from a military family, though, so I've been kind of all around. I was born in North Carolina, moved overseas to Okinawa for a little bit, and then back here. So I've kind of been all over the place. Um, I work at Chick-fil-A right now, but it was closed over the summer, so I was doing some babysitting and teaching some music and movement classes for two- to five-year-olds, which was really fun. And then I intern and lead a small group for the ninth and 10th grade ministry at my church, which has been so cool. And I lead a 10th grade group of girls right now. So that's been really awesome. Nice. So you got your hands kind of in everything. And I love that you work with students too, because I would say about 80% of the girls who listen to the podcast are in high school or going out of high school. So I'm sure some of your friends will be tuning in and listening. So that's so cool. And you said you've moved around a lot. So I feel like this topic would be really good for you because it sounds to me like you've been through like a lot of transition and coming from a military, you know, Um, family that's got to be a lot so I guess um, you know we've been talking about closure and a lot of people think like when you hear the word closure you think like friend but sometimes this topic actually can be drawn through different aspects maybe even relationships or family Um, so I think this is such a good topic especially you know because you've been you've been around a lot. Um, I guess my first question for you is like coming from a military family, obviously you moved around was friendships, maybe something hard for you to build and then realize maybe like move again. Um, how let's go back to high school, I guess. Cause I feel like you could relate to that since you work with students, but what is, what is one thing that maybe you struggled with in high school when it comes to friendships or, Maybe you made friends with toxic friends and you realize, oh, this is probably not good for me. And, um, you know, moving forward, tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, totally. Um, Yeah, I think like coming from a military family, like it was such an awesome experience, like growing up and getting to meet so many new people. But it was also just hard not to have like that stability. I feel like there was a big lack of stability in my friendships because I was just so used to like oh, once I get close to someone, they kind of just like pick up and leave or I pick up and leave. And it just didn't create this like stable environment. And that's kind of the mindset that I went to high school with, with friendships of just like, oh, once I get close to someone, they're just going to leave or I'm just going to leave. So it was really hard, like 
entering into high school and trying to rewire my brain and trying to like invest in friendships. Um, and I think I definitely learned a lot through doing it the hard way and messing up friendships. Um, I wouldn't say that I re- really had any like toxic friendships in high school, but definitely was hurt a lot and taken advantage of a lot by friends in high school. And I'm the type of person that during conflict, I like to kind of just distance myself, which I think created a lot of unnecessary tension between me and friends where it would end up being this conversation of like, oh, how did I hurt you? I didn't even know I hurt you in that way. And kind of just the unset expectations go unmet. And then I would have to learn how to lean into friendships instead of just distancing myself when things got hard. Yeah. And I, that's so true too. Cause I find I I'm an observer. So I like to like observe a lot of things and I work with a few students as well, which is so cool. That's what you do. Um, and I've noticed, especially with this generation, like people, and you see quotes about this too on Instagram and all over the place, people have friendships, but they, it's almost like it's easier for them to lose you than work out the situation. Yeah, And totally. I feel like people get so easily offended um, or one's good at conversating and one's not. And so when conflict hits, you know, people are, would rather just throw you away as a friend than work on it, fix it and move on. Yeah. Um, and I've talked to a lot of students too. And I find that this is something that's just easy and it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be like this because when it comes to relationships, whether you're dating with family relationships or friends, like you have to communicate, you have to yeah. f- have hard conversations. You have to, if you want that person in your life, um, you have to make each other better and move on. And I feel like it's such a struggle for friendships just in this generation that people are so willing just to just throw you away or get rid of you or unfriend yeah. you or whatever that looks like and then move on to a new friendship and it happens again and we wonder why there's in friendships anymore. It's because communication or yeah. we we let, you know, being offended just some, take that friend away. And it's super sad, but that's something I've noticed just this year in the past, even through COVID last year, that people yeah. aren't willing to communicate or work it out and they just get offended and leave. And it's sad because we can't do life alone. We need friends, yeah. you know, and that's yeah. something that I need. I need friends. I need friends when I go to the gym. I need friends, you know, in my church or in my community. And um, that's something that's so valuable. And God, God calls us to do life with people. But it's something that I've noticed that has just become the norm, just, you know, getting rid of people so quickly. So I guess yeah. my next question for you, since you work with students, what is some things that maybe maybe conversations or things that you've noticed that students really struggle with when it comes to maybe closure or an ex-boyfriend or just what are give me like two examples of some things that you've noticed yeah totally I think like kind of bouncing off what you were saying before too like I think it's kind of ironic that we call it closure because it does require like a level of opening up and a level of vulnerability so you almost have to get the opening up part done with before you can actually move on to the closure aspect um but I think a big thing is probably just practicing empathy. I think that's doesn't come natural to a lot of us. Um, it's really easy to just focus on bringing our emotions and our hurt and our just our own perspective into the conversations when it comes to closure. But I think being able to kind of like step back and remember that the other person is also bringing their side of the story and their hurt and their emotions and their background, like all of that to the table too. So kind of being able to like, practice empathy and stepping into their shoes 
Um, I think that makes a really big difference. And then also just like setting boundaries for yourself. I know that's something that you kind of touched on last week, but knowing your purpose and your intentions before you enter into hard conversations. Um, I feel like there's a lot of ways that closure conversations can go south and kind of become unhealthy, but knowing who you are and going into it with the mindset of, okay, God, like whatever you have, I'm here for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good too. And I was listening to this, um, this podcaster a couple of weeks ago, and he was talking about the structure of hard conversations. And he, he gave like, this sounds so interesting, but he gave like a three-step rule when you actually have to have hard conversations with people. Um, Cause I, I work for a big company doing marketing. So I have to communicate with a lot of people on my team and sometimes yeah. things come up. So I've really had to learn to communicate that way, but he made a really cool point. He was saying, you know, when it's time to have a conversation, like make sure you're emotionally ready because mm, yeah. if you walk into the conversation wanting to get closure, whether you want that person in your life or you don't, um, yeah. make sure that your emotions don't take over because then you're just going to spit out all these things that you may not even mean and it could offend the next per- the person that you're trying yeah. to get closure with. Um, he said, always start the conversation with encouragement. So um, mm. if it's a girl or maybe it's a past boyfriend for like, hey, you know, I appreciate you we had a great season together, like started off with complimenting that person and encouraging that person. So it allows a safe space for that person to be like, okay, you're not coming at me, just striking at me, you know, because I know for me, I've had hard conversations with people who come directly at me and it almost like belittles me. And I'm like, okay, at this point, like, I just, okay, cool. Like you're going to say what you need to say. And then I'm gonna move on and you leave offended. And so he made a good point. He was like, make sure your emotions um, aren't controlling the situation to compliment that person, encourage them for the good. Because obviously if it was a past boyfriend or a friendship, there was a lot of good that came out of it. You don't want to just focus on the negative. And then he said, thirdly, be direct, like be honest about the situation. And then he said, you can leave the door open for, to fix it, to have a solution to move forward, to keep that person in your life or to close the door. Mm. So you need to figure out like, if you're going into this conversation, if the door needs to be closed or remain open to move forward. And I was like, man, I wish I would have known about this like in high school because I probably would have had more friends or lasting friends if that, you know, but I think that's something to think about when you are wanting closure because I know, I mean, I've dated a lot in my past and I so wish that I could have had conversations with these guys and not kept all this in my heart or my mind for years to come and look back and think oh man like I never we just kind of stopped talking and that was it and if that's the case if it was a toxic dating relationship and you felt like that's what you need to do that's fine too but I think going into friendships just like not letting your emotions take them the best out of you and and just encourage that person like hey these these are all the good things we did and this is awesome here's what's going on. We can fix it and move forward or we can close it and move forward. Yeah, um, totally. I guess my last question for you, Miss Lauren, um, what are three things that you have to encourage yourself? Maybe it's speaking life over yourself, um, certain music, people you look up to. What are, give us three ideas to just kind of keep yourself healthy moving forward when it does, you know, boundaries are a good thing too. Those obviously like protect you and help your decisions. Um, but 
what are three things maybe that you are aware of that you've learned maybe from your past that kind of just reassure yourself moving forward, if that makes sense? Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, I think a huge thing for me lately has just been asking myself like or reflecting on what my thought life is like, because I think a lot of times it's just so easy to almost live this like separate life in our heads and tell ourselves all of these lies about who we are. But being able to like journal about it and just kind of like check myself and ask myself, what has my thought life been like? Am I letting God speak thoughts into my life or am I just listening to like what the world is saying or what the enemy is saying and clinging to that? So I'd say that's probably a really big thing. Um, I think um, it's also just helpful to have people around you that are yeah. in a similar season of life, investing into a life group of girls that's going to push you and challenge you spiritually and celebrate you in the good times, but also be with you in the hard times when life gets hard um, and just being authentic in that. And then last, I would just say that kind of relating back to closure, that oftentimes it's easy to seek people to fill us up or approval from people, but letting God do the healing in our hearts and letting God shape who we are instead of trying to find that in other people. Yeah, so that's for me, good. It's been helpful to like fill myself up before I go into serving in ministry or before I lead my group of girls, before I enter into friendships, um, before I hang out with my boyfriend, just making sure that I'm being filled up as an individual so that I'm able to pour out when I come in contact with other people. Yeah, that's so good. I love your last point too, because it's something that we don't really think about. And it's almost like that quote that says like, you can't pour from an empty cup. And it's yeah. so true when it comes to relationships, what you are lacking, what you're empty and voided from, you're going to look to fill that void. And yeah. so, you know, when you're looking for reassurance or confidence or just all these things that you're lacking, you're, it's, e it's so easy to find a friend who fills that up real quick, but the, mm -hmm. but the trick and easy, the trick and bad thing about that is it doesn't, last because yeah. then it leaves you codependent on that friend to fill that void yeah. um, so I love exactly what you said just fill yourself up before you step into a place of receive, receiving friendships too because the thing is once you're whole then you're not you're not looking for them to fill you up and then you could begin yeah. to pour into them and I think that's such a good idea of thinking about that because a lot of I've seen a lot of people just make friends just to fill these spots yeah. and then the friendship ends and then you're back to point a. Mm. Um, so I love that. Um, ladies, thanks for listening to the her podcast, Lauren. I absolutely love your heart. And I love that you're so close to me in San Diego and I know what, so fun. what you stand for with those students and those girls and continue to be a light to them. So I'm excited to have you a part of the her community again, and just to hear a little bit about you when it comes to this topic. Cause I feel like it's something that a lot of girls don't really talk about, but it's something that needs to be heard, um, yeah. especially getting closure. And I feel like it has a lot to, to do with friendships, you know, maybe, rather than dating, but it goes hand in hand together. So everything that you said today was so encouraging. So thank you for sharing your heart. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Why don't you tell the girls who are listening where they can find you on Instagram? Yes, I'm on Instagram, Facebook, kind of. Um, yeah, I, I think my username is just my first and last name. And 
Yeah. And you're, <laughs> and you're in Oceanside, California. So to the girls who are listening, if you're related to her story or want to reach out to her, make sure you follow her on Instagram. She is all over our Instagram, Facebook, Twitter page as well. So thank you again just for sharing your story and um, just being open and transparent. So I'm just believing the best for you this year, Lauren, and keep doing what you're doing. And thanks for being on today's show. Of course. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks, girls, for listening to the Herb Podcast. Again, we release a new episode every single Monday and a new topic every month. So next week we will be starting um, a new topic going into October. I can't believe fall is already here, so make sure you stay tuned. Um, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Make sure you subscribe to our show and share with any of the girlfriends in your circle that need some encouragement. Um, also, if you are interested in speaking on our show, we do have her.org. You can apply um, and submit a request to be on our show. We would love to connect with you there. And thank you so much for listening. I hope you ladies have an amazing week and stay tuned for next week.